Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Tab, back to Black and White Podcast. My name is Daniel Anigro, and we're live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And today, we're going to be going over the Juve Genoa preview. So, again, that's going to be a big game tomorrow, coming off of the Barcelona win. And that obviously rounds out the group stage. And then on Monday, we're going to be seeing who we're going to be coming up against in the round of 16. And again, if you haven't heard already, obviously, big uh, live stream coming up before uh, at 4 a.m. my time so yes if I'm half asleep during this don't don't hold me to uh don't hold me if I if I miss comments or whatever don't hold me to it because I might be you know just barely hanging in there at four in the morning when this draw goes down but we'll be there we'll be talking with you guys the fans and and uh, obviously living the living it as the as the balls come out and as the draws uh line up and we'll see who Juve gets uh, but before that, like I said, this game, Juve Genoa, and uh, we're going to have a returning guest, obviously, uh, another Daniel. Um, we uh, we bring another Can- another Canadian back, but uh, welcome back, bud. It's, it's been a long time, but finally I've been able to get you back on uh, from Woodbridge, so it's, 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 it's nice to have you back. Yeah, thanks again uh, for having me. Alrighty, so again, we, it's nothing new, so we don't need to get any initial acquaintance, you know, initial uh, information from you, so we can break right into it. Uh, obviously, with the news, there's been a lot. Um, I think this one kind of stood out from Tuto Sport. Negotiations have started with Juan Cuadrado, Juan Cuadrado to extend his contract at 32 years old. He wants to end his career at Juve. So I think this is a good talking point to kind of start. What are your thoughts when you hear that? What is kind of the first thing you think about? um do you like the idea not what are your thoughts well it's certainly interesting as uh, quadrado has been in a fairly interesting player with an interesting career so to speak and he's a very versatile player as we know he can play up front he can play in, in the midfield but he can also play at the back as a, as a wing back as a full swinger at the back pushing yeah. the ball forward and gunning up so uh, depending on the contract structure, how much he's getting paid for how long uh, would dictate my opinion uh, on the whole Quadrado situation. So I can't really speak in terms of that thing. I don't really know the terms or the details, but I'm definitely not opposed to it because I think Quadrado is a versatile player that offers something. And I wouldn't really classify him as Juve Deadwood. So if the money's right and if the term is right, just as importantly, I'm personally okay with it. Yeah, I think that's fair. And again, nothing's been said about dollar figures or anything like that. I think it's pretty pretty preliminary. Um, But to me, this just reminds me of a buyout waiting to happen. Um, I don't know. When I hear Juve extending players to end their career, um, I just see bad contracts. So again, he's been playing well, obviously on the offensive side of the ball, I would say. I see some horrible like $6 million contract coming up or something like that. Like something ridiculous. And for like four or five years and just something really stupid. And it's just going to hamper us in the long run. So I mean, I mean, look, I hope I'm proven wrong, but, um, and, and I wouldn't mind. I think, uh, Albert said it pretty, uh, pretty poignant on, on Twitter with having one year deals, and, you know, extending every season, depending on how well, I think that's your best bet. Maybe he doesn't want to sign that. That's one thing you might have to give him a two, but I think, uh, yeah, get, give him very low. You know, if you want to give him that six, it's only should be for one, maybe two years max. Because again, once he gets to 34, 35, you don't know really what he's going to, and you don't know what the team structure is going to look like. There's still lots to be determined whether that be Dybala, whether that be Ronaldo, whether that be, you know, any other pieces coming and going, we still don't know what's going to happen. So again, you don't want to put too many, uh, you don't want to spend too much money up front, uh, not knowing what you're going to need to reinforce down the line. So um, obviously Radu, the dragon, Dragusin, obviously 18 year old, we're looking to pick him up, uh, pick or obviously extend his current contract, which expires in June, 2021. Uh, and should be announced by the end of the month. That was by uh, Gazzetta, as well as Romeo Agresti and multiple others uh, have been announcing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, seems like a very promising talent. We've only seen a glimpse of him. And I mean, hopefully we can, 
in some kind of throwaway games, we can put some of these younger guys on and uh, get them some minutes at least, uh, which is, you know, away from the norm, I would say, uh, in, in terms of Juve. So let's see what happens with that. Obviously, the FIFA men's player, bet the best, as they call it now, FIFA men's player 2020, the stupidest name. But anyways, um, we have the three finalists, Cristiano, Lewandowski, and Messi. Honestly, I think this is pretty straightforward. I think, you know, you even look at the stats, and I believe it was uh, IFTV. I put the 2021, and I believe Lewandowski's uh, ahead by uh, a mile and a half. So um, I, I I don't see, and, and I know you're a big Ronaldo fan, so I, I want to get your take on who you think is most deserving of this trophy. But uh, uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead, yeah. boss. Yeah, no, as uh, as most people know, yeah, I'm obviously a Ronaldo fan, but if I can be um, objectionable or fair, you know, for yeah. a minute, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you, Daniel. Um, Lewandowski should win the FIFA Best Player of the Year award, uh, and I do believe he was the best player from a statistical standpoint uh, through the calendar year, and him topping it off with the UCL victory is yeah. just the icing on the cake, right? I think Ronaldo had a good year. You know, he had some ups, he had some downs, right? At the start of the year when he had that nagging injury. Um, And it's not to take anything away from him, but Lewandowski was just better. He he created that mile and he ran with it. Uh, Messi had a pretty good year too last year, right? He's been struggling a bit this year, but he had a good year last year, although I would probably argue that Ronaldo ended off stronger. Uh, but again, this is this is Lewandowski's the bag, and really the only competition for this award specifically is the race between uh, for the second for the second runner-up spot. I would say, yeah. but this is Lewandowski's uh, trophy, and and he deserves it. And this is not, and this is coming from a Ronaldo fan. So I I would definitely say give it to Robert Lewandowski, and you know, fair play to him. He's he's been a, a heck of a player, and in my opinion, he's the best striker in the world currently speaking. For some reason. I can't find the stats. <laughs> I swear I saved it right before we had to come on here. But anyways, let's see if I can find it quickly. Like I said, I think he was out by like a... Yeah, here we go. So obviously they have very similar games played. I think so Ronaldo's got 46, Lewandowski 47, and um, Messi with 44 in 2019-2020 club competitions. Um, 37 goals, seven assists for Ronaldo, 55 goals, 10 assists for Lewandowski, and 31 and 27 for Messi. So, again, very, uh, you know, I think, like you said, put it best, he's pretty far ahead out there. And again, like you said, winning that trophy with the, with the Champions League is, uh, you know, a statement on his record. And I, I honestly, I would be shocked. Uh, it was unfortunate he didn't get the Ballon d'Or because I think, I think he should have probably won that one as well. I don't know why this year they decided not. I think it's ridiculous. It's not that difficult to hand out a trophy when we've, yeah. uh, you know, been able to play games. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely, yeah. So that's fine. It is what it is. Um, but again, we'll see what happens. You never know. I've, stranger things have happened, as I've said. <laughs> so yeah. if you see a different name on the trophy don't say uh, i told you so but um again it would be shocking but i mean i wouldn't be surprised obviously we get alexander with a big interview you know my guy big uh, big iq now he's coming through i took him under my wing while he was injured and you know i told him i showed him how to you know present interviews i got him all through that the whole nine yards so he's good to go so we got him set up with sky sport there um he talked about the game against barcelona a very important victory but for it for how it arrived and for the enthusiasm it generated give an extra boost for the future um against torino at the end of the first half there was the turning point we had to do better be meaner cleaner clearer on the pitch we did well and we played better in the second half taking them the three points playing in genoa is always difficult at times it has happened that you can't win it's always a special away match yeah and i think that uh it's weird. We've had some really weird games against Genoa or even against Sampdoria um, where it's either it's a blowout or like it's a close game. So uh, very strange in the history, uh, especially at the Luigi Ferraris, which will be the game obviously tomorrow. 
Um, Milan are doing great this season, but we have to think about ourselves. We are Juve, and our goal is to always win in Italy and in Europe. Um, sorry, first of all, to Paolo's family. Obviously, Paolo Rossi was just buried today. And then to his fans and to the football in general. means a lot for the world, whole world. For us Brazilians, he decided that with 82 World Cup, we know Rossi a lot in Brazil. He wasn't just important in Italy. Um, yeah, so big interview there, kind of saying it how it is for the past few games, plus obviously ahead, looking ahead, um, and a tribute. And yeah, um, it's 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 uh, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully we can keep this run of form going. Um, but the next big thing that everybody's been talking about is Paul Pogba. Um Again, Raiola's been coming out. I don't know if, what you've been hearing, uh, uh, Dan, but um, what, what, do you, what are your thoughts? Swap, buy him, sell some players and buy him that way. Swap Dybala. Um, don't buy him. Pick up a different midfielder. I know I'm, I've been asking everybody now so far uh, that's been on because it's, you know, the, the hip thing, the in thing right now. So uh, let's get your thoughts on it. Yeah, you know, the Paul Pogba situation just swoops right back in the Juve circle. This, I believe it was around this time last year when Juve fans were talking about a potential Pogba um, reunion. Uh, and as we know, Pogba is a former player, but at the same time, his agent, Mino Raiola, who tends to piss off a lot of people, especially Sir Alex Ferguson during his coaching days, has ties with the Juve club, right? He, yeah. he can get his clients to Juve, as we know, but he can also get them to other clubs. But uh, no, in, in terms of uh, Pogba to Juve, as we all know, the, the midfield definitely need a, a string puller. They need someone who can get the ball forward uh, to our attackers, to Morata, to Ronaldo, to Dybala, if he's playing up front rather than in the midfield. And they need someone just to dictate the tempo, to retain balls and then to push the ball forward. Um, I don't know if Pogba's that guy personally. I mean, he's had success with Juve during his first stint there, and I think that's something we all got to recognize. But I would mention and say that he is a different player today than he was the last, the last time he played for Juve when he was younger. Now Pogba's more in his prime, and this is it, right, in his career. I think over the next couple of years is going to be the final stages of growth. Yeah. If that really, and then it's probably going to be on the decline for him. Right. So um, it, it all depends really on the fee, right. It, based on today's market uh, with, with COVID, of course, uh, players deals, they're, they're hit or miss. Right. Um, yeah. I, if you were to ask me this question last year, I would guarantee that Manchester United would probably ask for a fee of like 90 to hundred million. And that, that sounds ridiculous, right? Some people may believe that, other may believe he's worth $100 million. But if you look at his transfer market profile, I believe he's not worth $100 million. I think he's yeah. around 60 to 70 So I think if Juve can broker a deal anywhere between 40 to $60 million, uh, but not going above $60 million, of course, yeah. I think maybe it's a fair deal. I don't know, personally, if I'd want to swap Dybala. I mean, me, me myself, I, I like Dybala. I recognize he's a good player. He's talented. But I don't believe he's being utilized correctly by Pirlo right now. Um, and, and I think that's a problem, right? Because if Juve want to go far in the Champions League, I do think you need Dybala just like you need Ronaldo, right? I think yeah. both those guys are influential. Now, whether or not you think one's more influential than the others is a discussion for another day. But I don't know really if I'd want to swap Dybala for Pogba, to be quite honest with you. Me personally, uh, just to wrap this up, I would probably look towards another midfielder, maybe someone who's a little younger or someone who would fit Juve's mold that may be in and around Pogba's age. I've always personally been a fan of Isco. I know this year it's been a very tough year for him. He's been on the bench. His confidence is shot. But if you look at him at his best days when he was being played 90 minutes every game weekly in the Champions League as well, he, he was a baller. He was the one pulling yeah. the strings with Cruz and Modric. And he was connecting with Ronaldo and Benzema and Bale. And they were unstoppable, right? I, I remember Isco was megging Dybala uh, in the Champions League. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I, think I put it was that away. The, I put that I, in the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, that was in the Champions League. But that just goes to show you the masterclass. And I think if you brought Isco to 
uh, Juve to Turin, he would come number one at a at a significant lower cost than Pogba, considering his situation. And number two, I actually think, as of right now, presently speaking, he would fit Juve's mold much better. I think he would form greater chemistry at a quicker rate with guys like Weston McKinney, Aaron Ramsey, Rabiot, and all the others, quicker than someone like Pogba would. Um, and, and I honestly think Isco would, be a, would probably be the best midfielder in Serie A if he was to take his talent. So I would personally go for Isco. I don't think it's going to happen. But if Pogba was come to Juve, I wouldn't necessarily be mad, but it has to be for the right price. And they cannot overpay. And if they overpay, well, then it's just not a good financial decision. Yeah, I agree. No, well said. Um, yeah, I think even Locatelli uh, around that same price. But I agree, yeah, 40 to 60, I wouldn't pay anything more than that, to be honest. Um, and again, it's if you want to get, if if you see no way, uh, no two ways about it with Dybala, I mean, you're losing a lot of value. I mean, yeah. you've lost about half your stock value just in one year. Um, so, I mean, do you want to take that loss? I, I, I don't know. But then you're kind of hemmed in because this contract ends at the end of 2022. So... Uh, do you want to offer him a new contract? Like that's kind of, I think, the give and take, right? Do you want to give him that new contract so then you're not loot? Because again, if he if they don't resolve anything by next year, he could walk away for free um, if he wants. Well, well, that's it, right? And you so, and that's the last thing you want, right? The last yeah, well, thing exactly. you want is a guy like Dybala walking for free, right? That's essentially like when Borussia Dortmund. Uh, let Lewandowski walk yeah. for free, and he went to their direct rivals. I'm I'm sure you remember that. Obviously, oh, yeah. Lewandowski wasn't as good back then, but he was still a very good player, right? And he had the potential to grow into the player that he is currently today. And the fact that Dortmund didn't get a penny for him yeah. was a, hurts. a... Yeah, it was a blunder uh, by management and even ownership to a certain degree. But back to Dybala, yeah, no, they, they need to figure something out in terms of contract. They need to settle somewhere in the middle because I know Dybala and his agent have been a little stingy uh, in terms of the dollar amounts and how they want to work that contract. And I know Juve's a little hesitant to meet all his financial demands. And it's sort of understanding, too, because of the market we're in. Right. Juve losing a lot of money. I believe they do have some debt to pay off if I'm right currently speaking. I read a little bit about Oh, yeah, we that. got lots of debt. And, but you got right, lots and, of that man yeah and and to add on to that covid just makes it worse right covid oh, exactly. just basically means you got to sell players in order to buy players and that means you're becoming one of these feeder clubs in in terms of that sort of financial setting uh, yeah. but i think we can all admit though daniel is we can all admit about the elephant in the room and that is uv needs that needs that one midfielder who can pull the strings in the middle of the park to get the ball forward to the likes of our tracking trio or duo, depending on the formation we're playing. I think everyone can admit we need that player, regardless of whether it's Pogba, Isco, even Locatelli, like you said, who's a good yeah. player in his own right. It has to be addressed. And Juve have not addressed that since uh, the days when Pirlo was playing, right? Yeah. And they had the the Fantastic Four. I believe that's what they call uh, that's what they were called, or the Fab Four, or something like that. But that's when uh, they had Pirlo and yeah, Vidal, well. and and that I mean, was a fantastic midfield, right? They were able to contain Madrid and and beat them in that in that UCL uh, showdown. So Juve need that type of player, and they need they need him desperately. Yeah, it's. Uh... Well, I think from for me, it's more of MVP squared, right? Because you had the, just the initials. Um, but yeah, I mean, unbelievable uh, set of midfielders. Again, that's very difficult to replace, as yeah. I'm sure Madrid will know. And I mean, even still, I mean, they haven't really got the same out of their their midfield. And again, again players age, right? So uh, they showed up well today against uh, Atletico Madrid. That's for sure. I, uh, I was going to say that Isco didn't start in that game. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely, like you said, an option. I think, yeah, it's more of, I, I wouldn't say not necessarily the, because I think Artur is a very good uh, option for us. I think we almost need that guy that's connecting between him and the strikers, that number 10 position. And we really haven't found that yet um, because we've, we've been playing in this double, you know, the switch formation going in from 4-4-2 to... Three four one two or three five two, whatever you want to call it. 
Um, so it's not necessarily, uh, I, I think we don't have the right player that can go. I think Ramsey's shown some good things in the past few games, but um, I don't think definitely near good enough to what, what, because again, I, I would say this season we haven't looked great. Um, we've obviously got a lot of scoring from our top two players, but that's about it. Uh, there's not really games I would say where we're, you know, barring the Barcelona game. Um, maybe you look at Sampdoria, maybe you look at Cagliari for about one half. That's 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 really that's really all I'm seeing. Um, I, I completely agree, Dan. Um, and if I can add on to your point, which is yeah. a good segue point, it's that UV don't really know how to bury teams. Now they buried Barcelona last game, which was great and and to this point of the season, that's unquestionably been their best game of the season, yeah. right? But if you look at any of their other games, whether it's through Champions League or even Serie A, I don't know. They haven't had a game of that caliber, right? No. And they, they tend to be hesitant in terms of closing out games uh, and, and finishing them and putting the sword to the neck. Juve has, have had uh, trouble doing that. And even Pirlo has admitted it too. And, you know, it is a fairly new group in, in some respects. So time's going to yeah. be needed. Um, but in terms of the midfield, yeah, I personally like Arthur or Artur, however you pronounce it, the, the player we got in the swap with yep. Pjanic uh, from Barcelona. He's young. I think he offers something going forward. So I do hope that Pirlo continues to utilize him. And I would ask or, or hope because Pirlo would never listen to me. Um, but I think... <laughs> me either. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's not in a bad way. Pirlo's growing and he, he, he knows the game. So yeah. he's, he's learning as he goes to it in, in all fairness and respect. But it would be nice if Arthur... Um, would be given more game time, but more specifically, if he could start games more, because I think if you would start him, I think he could press that tempo and he could raise the tempo and yeah. possibly Juve could score a couple goals earlier in a lot of games and just, and just finish them off in the first half rather than waiting for the last 10 minutes uh, in the second half. But yeah. it'll be interesting, but Juve still need that one piece. And right. I would also argue that they, they also need some reinforcements in the back with, Bonucci getting older, Kalini unfortunately is getting hurt. As much as a brick wall he's been uh, yeah. for the Juventini, you know, unfortunately his days are looking a little numbered, which is quite sad considering he is a club legend. So obviously Delitz there, uh, Demerol's there, who's a player I'm familiar with when he was playing in Portugal with Sporting Lisbon. Uh, so they, I think they do need to add something to the back as well, but the midfield definitely has to be addressed and. And it hasn't been addressed, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think, again, we'll see what happens in the winter market. Uh, hope to bring on Max Statman again if, a few times, actually, uh, to get his opinion, see what he's really thinking, what he's hearing from from these big names. Um, it doesn't look like David Alaba is going to be uh, is going to be coming, uh, according to Romeo Agresti. Uh, he wants to move to Spain, so that's some news. Again, more on Pogba. Um, Again, uh, it's 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 all gonna be you know there's there's been multiple things said right. I mean, he doesn't think there's gonna be a swap, a loan or a loan with obligation is more possible. Um, that's obviously from Romeo Gressi again. Christian Folk obviously talking about the Paul Pogba move, um, saying that you know Mino Raiola you know speaking about this deal. Um, is obviously pressure from the player and, um, you know, it's possibility of losing a client if he doesn't do so. So, I mean, I don't know if that's true. Obviously, Mirko Di Natale from Tutto Juve, uh, obviously talking about it as well, saying that he wants to return to Turin immediately. I don't know. I've been saying this a couple of times. I think this could be a, a definite pitfall for us, um, getting too hyped up into this and then him ultimately going to Madrid or, or, or somewhere of the, of the like uh, when it just doesn't work out on the last day. But again, we'll see what happens uh, with that. Again, it's like you said, it's got to be the right price. There's a lot of moving pieces. Um, I would like to see Bernardeschi. I would like to see Kadira. I would like to see even Ramsey possibly go if it's a boss again, if that's a possibility, um, get those wages off the books and, and move them on. Uh, and I still think they got some value. I think Ramsey, uh, I'm sure, will have some interest from the Premier League. 
Bernardeschi. It just depends on where he wants to go. You know, uh, say what you want. If you want to believe about the Uar, uh, you know, if he was holding up that deal or not. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, it's it's what people have been talking about. But uh, if that's actually reality, we don't know. Um, but again, transfer news is going to continue on. It's not going to slow down. So we'll move on from that. Obviously, something that's good, Morata won the appeal, or Juve won the appeal for Morata. So he's going to be available uh, against uh, Genoa. Not necessarily sure if he's going to start. Um, because of uh, Romeo Gresti, obviously, saying that Dybala is going to get the start. Now, I don't know. Sky Sports has him in as well. Um, but before we get into lineup, um, let's talk about the Champions League a little bit. Uh, I've been asking everybody as well. You know, we get into this next phase. We were lucky enough now to get, obviously, top of the group. But these next opponents, I don't necessarily see see as uh, pushovers. Um, we got Atletico Madrid possibility. Uh, FC Porto, uh, FC Sevilla, uh, Red Bull Leipzig, and Borussia Mönchengladbach. So out of those, you know, five names, who are you kind of wanting? Or, you know, do you see it as it, who cares? You got to play the best teams anyways. So it doesn't really bother you. But if you had a t- if you could pick, uh, Danny, who would you, who, who would you, uh, who would you pick? That's a tough one because, as you said, none of them are pushovers. None of them are lightweights. And there's actually a few of them that scare me a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, you look at Leipzig. I think they could cause Juve some problems with their physicality, with their counterattacks. I think yeah. they're pretty good defensively. But I think they could give Juve a hard time. Um, FC Porto, I don't know. I mean, I've seen a few of their games. Um, and, you know, they're For definitely no pushover either. Right, they did well against Man City, holding them to a nil-nil draw. Um, but I think Juve would be that would be a more favorable matchup for Juve. Okay. Um, I will say this: it would be awesome if they could play Atletico Madrid again. Uh, obviously, you know the history or the recent history that Juve yeah. has with Atletico and what went down in that game. Um, but this Atletico team stronger than that previous Atletico team, right? And That's they're definitely true. not a they're definitely not a pushover either, and they defend very well. Um, but probably the team I think I would want is probably Borussia, um, Borussia Montem Gladbach. Um, you know, again, they're physical, but if I'd had to pick one, maybe it's them because they're, I don't yeah. think they're as good offensively, um, as the other teams. Maybe you can make the argument that they're a little bit better than well, they got Turam, I think. I think they got Turam, they, they got play, Turam, yep. but yeah. again. They- they don't have the experience, you know. That's that's kind yeah, of what a lot exactly. of the, uh, the 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 census uh, has been out yeah. uh, from some of the fans I've had on so far. Yeah, and and for me, really, if they could get Montenglad back or Porto, those would probably be the two most favorable, considering that you know Porto they've been stripped of a lot of players over the off season, losing guys like Danilo. They even lost that, their wonder kid in Fabio Silva, who okay, there you Wolves. go. Because, you know, they need money too. They're also yeah. in debt. Um, so I think those two teams would probably be the clubs that Juve would want to face. But honestly, either way, based on the list of teams you mentioned, none of them are pushovers. Porto are pretty clean defensively, as you saw, against the, a stacked attacking side like City. Uh, so whoever they get, they just got to be up up to par and willing to just finish them off in, in both legs. And... Um, you know, that's how you win this tournament, right? In yep. order to be the best, you've got to beat the best. So I've always said exactly. that. And honestly, I don't think Juve should worry one bit, whether it's Atletico Madrid or Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you said, put it very well. Um, you're going to have to be, if it's not this round, it's the next round. If it's not the next round, it's going to be the one after that. And then the final. Um, it's very uh, few and far between uh, when you can get a very clean uh, route to the finals. I mean, sometimes you get lucky that way, but it's uh, it's pretty difficult. You're going to have to beat, you know, either two really great teams. And we've known that, right? I mean, we've had to beat, uh, you know, Real in the semis and then beat and then play, obviously, Barca in the final um, or, you know, beat teams like, uh, I guess, I guess the, the, uh, the road to the final against Madrid maybe was a little bit lighter playing Spurs and uh, who else was it? Monaco. Monaco. Yes, we had Monaco late, but again, they upset City. 
yeah. uh, in that year. So again, like it's not like your team that wasn't playing anyone else. They were obviously good enough to be there. Um, but yeah, it's uh, again you gotta you gotta beat the teams. It's not uh, it's it's not just uh, or is that the year we beat Barca as well that year? Maybe. Uh, I think it was that I year we beat so. Barca. Yeah. In the in the round yeah, of was, sixteen that- or quarterfinals. I believe that's when Dybala scored his hat trick. If yeah, I yeah, yeah. So that was quarter Yeah, so it was quarterfinals Barca. Then we went semis. to go play Monaco, and then we yeah. went to go play Madrid. So again, we had to play yep. two teams again. So again, you're not, you're not uh, dodging any uh, any of the bullets. Right. Uh, you got to play them at some point, and if you want to, like I said, if you want to lift the trophy, you got to beat the best. So again, it would be nice, like you said, to get an easier, you know, a little bit of an uh, uh, a breather, but. Juve likes to play down to competition too many times. So uh, maybe if we got someone with a little bit more of a challenge, it would be, you know, refreshing. Um, obviously, the last game, you kind of put it very simply. Let's get your take on on, on some of the Barcelona reaction. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good game. Uh, looking back on it, I think there was a lot defensively that Barcelona was lacking. Um, you look at some of the goals, they were letting, you know, uh, you know, marking two on Ronaldo and, and letting McKenney run to the middle. Again, you could say that's, you know, that's a good scheme. That's good tactics. Ronaldo's a, a player that's going to draw a lot of attention. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a good tactic for us in the future for him, put him through the box and allow some other guys to get open. Uh, I it was, it's, it's nice to see some more balanced scoring now, obviously with McKenney scoring again, we have Bonucci scoring in the Derby della Mole as well as McKenny again. Uh, Chiesa with some with a goal. Um, Kudusevsky scoring. So I think that's something that's nice to see. At the end of the, the at the dual edge sword to that though, I did I did think we gave a lot in that second half. Um, I think we were fortunate that Barcelona wasn't able. I, we were stout, pretty stout defensively, but I think uh, Barcelona just wasn't up for the task to you know really put anything on us. And a lot of the shots, Buffon made a, quite a few nice saves, but also a lot of the, a lot of those shots were kind of directly on target. And obviously, he knows where to position himself, so he pretty made it made it look pretty easy for us uh, at his age. So that was also nice to see. But again, any further comments you have to make on uh, on Juve Barca before we got into the match facts? Well, yeah, uh, I think you put it uh, perfectly, Daniel, and. You know, the fact that Juve came out uh, running and gunning is something yeah. we haven't seen for a while, and it was something refreshing and even rewarding for all the players, right? I think that's oh, yeah. kind of the morale boost they needed. I mean, you, you I don't know if you follow uh, Ronaldo on Instagram, but, you know, that nice message that he sent on behalf of the team and for, yeah. the, for the players and everything, it's clear that, you know, now they have some confidence and hopefully they can build that wave and just ride it to the very end um but no uh in terms of the game more in terms of technicality it was it was pretty stellar i mean obviously barcelona are a big team by name uh but in all fairness they are a club right now that are currently in shambles as as we know and there's problems with messi and you know the locker room and motivation coleman trying to implement his his new tactics and all of that and they have some more new young players that are trying to um acclimate to the system so you know Juve did run into a favorable matchup so to speak but at right. the end of the day they they still beat a fairly quali- quality side right there's some good names in that oh, yeah. squad Messi Griezmann the list goes on even Ter Stegen in that is a pretty good goalie I would say he's up there um you know some people say that Juve's result was uh was at the direct hands of Barca being in shambles other people believe that it was Juve having a great day and going for it either way they won the game that's what matters yeah. um it, it doesn't matter what state barcelona is in because you have to play the game anyways right but it was right. just really rewarding to see the midfield just going up and down all game retrieving balls oh, getting yeah. the balls up to Murata and ronaldo i haven't seen that from juve for a while which was refreshing you know ronaldo was great right he scored his two pens Obviously, there's people yeah. who are going to say they're penalties, they're easy, but you still got to you still got to step up and and take them and put them in the back of the net. Um, but the one thing I will add is, 
he he was very impressive that game. But for me, the standout player who I'm going to name that isn't Ronaldo that isn't named Ronaldo is actually Weston McKinney. McKinney, yeah. and I say Weston McKinney because that guy was just all over the pitch. He was taking balls off of Messi. He was making Griezmann's lives harder. You know, his goal was pro- was unquestionably the best goal of the game in terms of the build-up play. Yeah. R- Ronaldo drawing those two guys in and yeah. him just flying in there uh, with the header. For me, that was just high IQ football. And they got to keep doing that both in Champions League and Serie A. But, I, I mean, just on that game alone, the- that kid has already warranted yeah. Juve to trigger his his purchase clause, regardless oh, yeah. of what the fee is, right? And I don't believe that it's high. It's like I 18 and a half, I think. 18 yeah. and a half, yeah. I read it was like 16, 18 million. Either way, Juve have to pay it. That kid needs to be a Juventini player next year. And to me, that's the those are the types of players that Juve need to surround themselves with in the yeah. middle of the park. Because Weston McKenney, he has an engine like no other. He's a smart player. He's fast. He knows how to get balls forward. And he also has an eye for goal, too. He has yeah. a good shot. It's fairly accurate. And he understands where to be in the box, too. But overall, it was a great game from everyone. Even Ronaldo was coming back. He he stripped Messi of the ball, which uh, which was great, right? Because at his age, it's it's tough for him to get back. But it was great to see that he was willing to find that extra energy in his tank that yeah. uh, to kind of use and consume just to get back and help the team. But for me, there there was no weak player that game. There was no weak player at all. Everybody was up to par, and I would probably argue even more up to par. And I will say this. Regardless of who the opponent is, Juve just need to go into every game pretending like it's a Barcelona because yeah. if they do that, I think they could get to the semifinals. And when you have an ace like Ronaldo who yeah. can change the game right in the Champions League, they call right. him Mr. Champions League for a reason. When you got that type of player, maybe if Dybala can build some more chemistry, right? For have sure. A, have a Barcelona-like game a few years ago. Who's to say Juve can't make it to the semis, maybe even oh, to yeah. the finals, right? Luck plays a factor in it too. And yes, Juve aren't as strong as other teams on paper, uh, but on but the game's not played on paper, right? right. The game's played on a field, and it's the it's the best team battles it out within 90 minutes is who wins. So that game to me is a confidence booster, and I yep. really hope they build on that tomorrow against Genoa. And I really hope their mentality is is um, you know up to the sky because they should they should not they should not look down on any opponents if anything they need to look up because when they look up at their opponents daniel yeah they they play very well and that team that i saw against barcelona i think i think they could even give some of the better teams a difficult time maybe even a manchester city right oh for sure for sure um yeah no it's well said very well said uh annie um yeah, I, I think for me, being someone who's been very critical of Ronaldo, obviously, uh, you know that. But um, I, I, I think um, uh, unbelievable performance. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say Ronaldo had one of his best performances of his career. But what I like to see, and I think this is where you get the disconnect between the Juve fans and the Ronaldo fans, is the fact that, you, like you mentioned perfectly, him coming back, him putting in the work. That's all Juve fans like to see. Um, you know, we get into these moments where, you know, we're in these bad moments and maybe he's at the top, you know, rightfully so in, in his position. But it just was a perfect team effort. And I haven't seen a perfect team effort in ages. So it was unbelievable. It was nice to see everybody. It was nice to see Ronaldo working hard. It was nice to see... And again, I'll give the guy his due. I mean, he put the penalties in that he's had to score, and that's all you can ask for. You can't ask for much more than that. Um, and yeah, it was phenomenal on all counts. I uh, in my in my review, I I didn't put one person as a negative because it was just all all the pieces fell into place. And like you said, they got to do that with other teams. Now we're gonna get into this game. Obviously, it's gonna be played on the fourth. Uh, 13th excuse me um and it's going to be at the luigi ferraris meaning it's in genoa um 10 a.m game for me 12 noon and east uh, nine in the nine pacific and uh, 6 p.m european time central european time so let's look at the records uv five and five uh 20 points fifth place still lots of room to grow uh genoa one three and six with six points in 19th place so in the relegation hole 
uh, essentially a bottom versus top team. But like I said, we hope it doesn't come down. I think I think Juve is going to have the ability to to gun, and I think they should be able to put like at least three, four goals. And you're going to see that in my prediction. Um, Ronaldo being the top scorer with eight uh, in Serie A, and uh, Genoa's top scorer is our former player Marco Piazza with three. Um, but their form hasn't really been great. Um, four losses and a draw on the trot. For us, win, draw, win, draw, win. That's obviously just in Serie A, guys. Um, to look in our, uh, you know, injury uh, list, if you want to call it that, obviously still Chiellini, Demiral, and Pinsolio suspended, obviously, after getting that red card in the therapy. Um, Genoa has a long list of injuries, and this is why I think we should be able to run riot. Zapata, Crescito. Uh, Perin, Marchetti, for their two goalkeepers are out. Scone, apparently, coach's decision is out. Uh, Zappacosta, Parigini, Biraschi, Cassata, and Melegoni. All apparently out, according to score. Um, so, yeah, they got a, a heap of players on, on the mend. And I don't think any of those are really related to COVID. Uh, so, we'll see what their lineup is uh, tomorrow. Uh, let's look back at a couple games. Obviously, the most recent, June 30th, 2020. Uh, Juve 3-1 win with uh, Dybala, CR7, and Douglas Costa putting us up 3-0. And I believe uh, Genoa getting a consolation goal there at the end, uh, October, which was at Genoa. Then at home, in the same season, October 30th, 2019, Juve wins 2-1 with Bonucci and CR7 score, or Bonucci scoring as well as CR7 in the 90th. Plus six. If anyone wants to go look up Bobo the Clown reacting, that's the game that it was. And him freaking out like a madman, that's the game. So there you go. Um, just in case you didn't know. Uh, March 17, 2019, obviously the previous season. That's where we lose. 2-0 at Genoa. And that's the game that a lot of people are talking about. Sturado, our former player in Pandev, scored in those games. And it was really a horrible game um, in, in its entirety. Then you have October 20th, 2018. And again, 1-1 tie, Juve Genoa, CR7 with the goal and Besa for Genoa. Couple, so it hasn't it hasn't been all roses when we've gone to the uh, Ligurian capital. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why we have such difficulties there, but we do sometimes. Or again, sometimes it's it's, it's clear, uh, clear as, as diamonds. Um, I don't know. Uh, I really couldn't tell you why we have a, again, it could be to playing, playing down to teams, stuff like that, not put having enough intensity. And those are really all key factors to go in, but let's look at the lineup. Uh, we got tech and goal. This is obviously from sky sports, everyone. So take it with that grain of salt as always um, tech and goal. Alexandro is the left back Bonucci delict and quadrado is your back line. Chiesa on the left, which, is probably going to happen again if Kulusevsky, which is going to be as the right mid, with Rabio and McKenny in the middle. Uh, there's your four mids, and then Ronaldo and Dybala. Now, again, Romeo Gresti did say Dybala was going to start. I would make that decision because we have a midweek game against Atalanta coming up, and I would say that's the more important of the two if you want to play your best pair up top. That's the game to play it. Um Obviously, Morata coming off the, the midweek, so he's been played already. I don't know. That's up for you guys to decide. What are your thoughts? And please comment in the in the please comment below if you think of uh, you know anyone else that should be there, should not be in there, um, or any of the opinions we've talked about so far. If you think Ronaldo should win the the best, let me know in the comments. Um, but anyways, your thoughts on the uh, the lineup, uh, Danny? Uh, well, yeah, it's it's not really surprising uh, considering players we have at our disposal as well as the injuries with guys like Demerol and Kalini of course uh, the one thing I will say is I I would like to try a McKenny Arthur pair in the middle I yeah. think that's something that could work maybe have Rabiot come off come in as a sub um, but other than that I, I don't really have too many complaints about it because again these are the players that Juve have to work with and they aren't as deep as other teams in other leagues. Um, I mean, I think it's a good thing that Dybala is starting because he hasn't really gotten a lot of playing time. So it would be nice maybe against the team as weak as Genoa that he right. can get the ball rolling. If he could get a goal, that's some confidence to build on. And 
you know, bringing Murata in, in the second half, you know, he's, he's played quite a bit this season and he's, you know, he's warranted uh, right. that playing time, but, you know, giving him a rest against the weak side like this, that way he's fresh for the game against Atalanta uh, is a smart move. In my opinion, either way, it's good to see that Juve have some options to play with and fall back on. Um, but again, you know, this lineup, it's, it's more than okay for a side against Genoa. Uh, but they just got to make sure their mentality is good heading into the game. And to me, they got to score at least three goals, at least three to four goals and just bury them by the first half. It would be nice if they could reach six or seven, but that may be a little too much to ask for uh, with the <laughs> six or seven. Jeez. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, I like to run up the score personally, but it may not be possible with li- this lineup, but we'll see. I'll, I'll say my predictions probably two or three, and I'll predict a little less because when I predict less with Juve, they tend to prove me wrong. Well, that's good. Uh, and I hope, and I hope they prove me wrong. Right. I, yeah. I would love to see them maximize the amount of goals. Right. Because currently speaking, they're in fifth, they're tied with 20 points apiece with Napoli and they're only, they're only um, two games worth of victories behind Milan and they haven't yeah. even played Milan. Right. right. So if they can keep winning out and they play Milan and beat them, they should be in first, no problem. Obviously, right. Juve had a little bit of a slow start, but that could maybe be attributed to the COVID and the way this whole season has started. But regardless, they're in it. They can still win the league. There's there's no there's no reason to worry or panic at this point. Right. Lots of lots of football to be played. Uh, but this game is a game where you gotta pad your stats in terms of team goal differential. So that's why it, it should be at least three to four goals uh, for me. Yeah, that's definitely what I would pick. I think just on the Ge- on the Genoa front, like I said, uh, Marchetti got hurt in the last game against Fiorentina. Uh, it seems like they play a four-one-two-one-two. I mean, if you want to call it a four-four-two or a four-three-one-two, I mean, again, the way they call these line these formations make me laugh. But um, obviously, Maziello was starting as their left back. Bani Zapata, who probably won't be in this game, so we'll see who goes in for him. Uh, maybe Giglioni, who was his sub, so I'm guessing he won off uh, as an injury as well. Uh, Eliari will probably start in goal. Golden Eagles, they're right back. Uh, let's see, who else got injured? Uh, Sturaro, Leraguer, uh, Radovanovic, uh, Pellegrini uh, as your four kind of in the middle there in the diamond. And uh, Skamaka and Shmurodov as your strikers. So again, um, it's going to be uh, interesting to see who they feel tomorrow. Uh, I'm I'm assuming uh, Piazza's probably going to start, um, especially being their their top uh, scorer. Um, but let's see what happens. Um, and yeah, let's uh, let's get obviously keys to the match. I think it's pretty simple. Don't underestimate Genoa. Motivation, intensity. Like the game in, like the game with Barcelona, and um, if you bring that same energy and you push them, I think again we should be able to take advantage of this this squad that's been weakened heavily through injuries and is rightly so at the bottom of the table. And if we can do that and play as a team, work together, I again there should be no no real issues with this game. Uh, so predictions, I know you said three four goals. I think I'm gonna go four nil Juve. Ronaldo, Morata, Kulusevski, and Chiesa all are going to get one goal each. Um, who do you think is scoring for you? Well, uh, for me, I'm I'm actually going to predict two to three goals. That way, maybe Juve will have some more cushion to prove me wrong. Uh, but no, I think Ronaldo will score, of course. Uh, these are games he has to score, and right. you know, rightfully so. I hope Dybala scores, whether I'm a little iffy because you know he is down a little bit on confidence. And he isn't a hundred percent. You can um, you can tell. So I'll keep him as a maybe if if we end up three nothing. But if it's two nothing, I say Ronaldo and then Murata scores as a substitute. So see, I'm, I'm doing the reverse jinx. If I don't mention Dybala's name, like I have maybe about four times now already, maybe he actually will score. So I'm yeah. gonna try and play those mind games. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's gonna be good. Uh, it should be a good game. 10 a.m. Not too early. Not too late um and again guys we're gonna be uh we're gonna be keeping you uh, heavily entertained with the amount of podcasts that are gonna be coming out we're gonna get obviously a group stage review we're gonna have uh the twitter legends as i call them they're gonna all be coming on they've already come on excuse me um uh so that's gonna be coming out obviously after this one um but yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff we got the live stream coming up tomorrow night 
please stay tuned for that and join me if you got a couple minutes obviously 9 p.m mountain time just come say hi i want to kind of play around with Streamyard suite and and see how i can get this going and you know just get hopefully get better from there there on out we're gonna have a big live stream of the uefa draw um so guys come chill with me if you're gonna be watching the draw anyway come say hi Let's talk about who's gonna who who we're gonna get, who the other teams are. We'll go, we'll sit through that suspense. Hopefully, we don't have to wait too long to see who you is gonna be playing in the next round. But come have fun, come chill. Like I said, it's gonna be 4 a.m. And that pretty much wraps it up for us here. Uh, thanks, man, for coming on. Thanks, Danny. I appreciate it. Um, you're always a level-headed guy, so I like to have a com- good conversation, even though you are a Ronaldo fan. <laughs> um but no it was fun it was a lot of fun and uh i hope to have have you on in the future whenever we can make it happen um i know it's been kind of hectic lately so it's kind of been bouncing back and forth and i got to do a better job of that but definitely we'll be improving and as as we go along and hopefully a little christmas break will you know allow me to rewire uh, a couple uh loose screws up in in my head and uh you know take take some time uh because it has been pretty busy year but guys, thank you for all the support. Uh, I appreciate it. Stay tuned for, for a lot more to come. And again, a lot of great guests going to be coming along. And again, firstly, thanks, uh, Danny, for coming uh, coming along the ride with us tonight. Thanks again. It's uh, it's always a pleasure and uh, always enjoy uh, listening to your podcast. You've got some good stuff going on. Perfect, man. Perfect. So guys, again, enjoy all the content. You know where it is. iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcast. Um and obviously YouTube with some other names unmentioned, but uh, check it out. Obviously, if you hit the notification, you hit the bell, you hit the subscribe, the follow, you're going to be getting those right away as soon as possible. Um, and it's going to make it a lot easier for you as well. It gives me the motivation. And again, it helps me out reach a bigger audience, you know, get to those uh, 100 subscribers. We're almost there. I think we're about five away now. It's been an up and down uh, journey. We've hit it. We've come back down in one night. I don't know what the hell's going on with YouTube. But anyways, we're going to get there eventually and we're going to keep going forward. And uh, again, I, all I can say is thank you for all the support. To obviously, all the guests and all of the viewers. And uh, we continue to grow together more and, and brand new content can be coming out shortly. So guys, as always, let's, w- let's get a big win tomorrow. But fino alla fine, Porto Juventus. Ciao, guys.